Hey cuties, this is Deidre C. Hey cuties, it's Jay Nicole. And welcome to the Queen Team Podcast. A, a place to, to cultivate your queendom. So Denisha, tell us, I know you walked into our recording session today all hot and bothered in a really good way. <laughs> Please tell us about the hashtag that you've created and why. Yes. So I have struggled probably since my mm, mid-20s um, with my body. Um, mm-hmm. Gaining weight, specifically my breasts are... Um, they are large. They're quite large Mm -hmm. and feeling uncomfortable in my own skin and that they sag down too low. They're full. They're not flat um, like pancakes, but they're very heavy and they sag down low. And I have a difficult time finding bras because of my size. My band is a 38, but my cup is an N. Mm-hmm. So that's not something I can just walk into JC Penny no. yeah, and order up off the shelf. They're not pretty um, and they are expensive. Yeah. And so I'm always struggling to find clothes that will cover my bra straps and I can't wear um, strapless uh, shirts, shirts because the if I wear a strapless bra, there's just no support. And it's painful. I've thought about getting a breast reduction, but I don't want to risk losing my nipple. I don't want to risk losing sensation. And also, if I decide to have another child, I don't want my... Yeah. Ma- uh, mammary gl- glands. Yes, I was thinking ducks and glands at the same time. My <laughs> mammary glands to be cut away yeah. and possibly not be able to breastfeed my child. So it's self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And this morning when I got into the mirror, I just was like, why? Why not? That's right. Why not wear whatever the F I want to wear? <laughs> and so I have on a spaghetti strap a camisole, which I normally would wear under my clothes and then put a shirt over it. And I said, why not? The girls, the skinny chicks, and no hate, no shade mm-hmm. to somebody who is thinner. Hashtag everybody matters. Yes, everybody's matters. No shade. Hashtag no shade, you know, to everybody. But why can't I walk around with my spaghetti strap shirt on? It is hot today. Yes, it's very warm today. It is hot. It's mid-90s today. So I tucked in my camisole into some of my, you know, house cool, like little stretchy pants. I love those pants. Thank you. And they have pockets. And I'm going to post a picture and a little video so that you guys can see on Instagram who follow me and on Facebook. But check it out because I really want women to know why not. Right. Why not wear what you want to wear? Why not show my back fat? Mm -hmm. Why not show my belly that came from me having children? Yep. Why not show my cellulite mm-hmm. that has come from me aging and gaining weight? Why mm-hmm. not show my stretch marks? Yes. Why not? Yes. Why not? 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 <laughs> I feel like I need the organ in the back. Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> we in here today. Uh, break out my to tambourine. Ask why not? <laughs> we in here today to tell you you can wear what you want to wear and be how wear. you want to be and show up how you want to show up in the world. That's why right. not? Why, why not? am I spending so much time obsessing every day yes. about what I am wearing and not wearing and how people will perceive me? That's right. 
Yeah. So I am up in here. I am sexy. I'm fierce. That's right. With my size 38 N boobs, which I would never say publicly, but I'm going to say it today because why, why not? not? Because there's somebody out there with 38 Ns or 45 triple Ds who feels like mm-hmm. they're less than. No, you are everything, nope. girl. No. Nope. Yeah. Why not? Why be you? not? Why not be you? Why not love yourself? Do it. <laughs> so we just do a little praise dance in my chair. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Hey. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I this I was having that conversation just with my little girl yesterday. Yeah. Just the same like everybody is different. Every single shape is different and yeah. we need to embrace that shape no matter what age or size we are in this moment because this is the only body we have yeah. right now. Right. Not what we used to have, not what we're aiming for. Yeah. We embrace what we have right yeah. now. Embrace and the it, now. Exactly. In and everything. It, and it doesn't mean anything about us when we are something different than when we are now. Yeah. We have to be able to love ourselves in every state to truly embrace who we are yeah. as as a whole. So I, I was that just really echoes that uh, conversation that I had with my nine year old and yeah. strong work, Janisha. Yes. Why not? Why not? Hashtag why not? Hashtag why not? In the Queen's Chambers, we have a guest. We are so excited to welcome Ayana Davidson. And she is one of our local nurse midwives. And she's also a health women's health nurse practitioner. And she has named her website The Vagina Chronicles. And you can find her on Instagram. We'll put her link down below also at The Vagina Chronicles and has a website. She has lots of topics she likes. She wants to discuss about myths surrounding the vagina, uh, things that are really pertaining to women's health and really kind of like us, wanting women to step into who they are, right. accept who they are, demystify their bodies. And so we had a wonderful conversation that we can't wait to share with you in our Queen's Chambers. Yes, and I'm excited too, Deidre. I've, we had such an amazing time the last time we had a guest. Check out, if you missed it, Sean Strickland, yes. um, episode two, you Money Talks. You will not Talks. be disappointed. Uh, money mat your money matters um building your wealth it was all about that so so check that out but today you know having a guest on talking about vaginal health mm-hmm. and if you guys missed last week's episode i had an awakening about being more vulnerable mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm swimming in that river now yeah and getting the right information about our bodies about I mean, our vaginas could this not is amazing. be the, could this not be the path to why not yeah. Is it kind of manifesting it, it, and opening it, it, it more? It probably is. It probably is. I yeah. feel like a lot of what I've been going through, mm-hmm. having this spiritual awakening, having this life happen to me, mm-hmm. is all leading to, I keep coining myself love to be you, and that's going to have to be cracked yeah. open and, and yes. spring out of me. Yes, yes. I'm. That's what I'm promoting. That's what, exactly. That's what I've done. So it has to happen. Yes. I have to love to be me. Yeah, it is happening. Yeah. I'm really excited to have Ayana on as a guest and to be talking more about how to take care of our bodies mm-hmm. um, and feminine health and embracing and loving mm-hmm. to be a woman. Yes, um, yes. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say. I know that I have, you know, some myths surrounding vaginas and some uncomfortable places. So I'm hoping that this interview will help dispel some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we think you'll enjoy it too. So come on with us to the Queen's Chambers. (laughs) 
So we're so excited to have with us Ayana Davison, a midwife in our area. Hello. Very, very, very <laughs> cool. And she's going to talk to and share with us a little bit about vaginas yes. today. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you? Like the five things that make you awesome. Five things that make me awesome. Well, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on. A little bit on um, the spot, yeah. Well, we talked about my hair. I think that I do think that that makes me awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gorgeous. locks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had them for, ooh, what is this, 2018? So 12 years. Wow. I've cut them a couple of times, uh-huh. and I'm going to be cutting them again soon mm-hmm. at some point. Um, I've had them for a long time. Can't see myself without them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I plan to keep these till I'm, you know, in my 80s. Nice. Yes. Yes. see them shock white. Yes. Yes. But for those that cannot see, her locks go all the way down to her waist. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 So um, that's one thing. Um, the second thing is I'm a certified nurse midwife. That's pretty awesome. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I always get this question of like, what does a midwife do? Or I, I practice in a hospital. So it's always like, oh, don't you deliver at homes? And no. Well, that's not the only thing we do. We mm-hmm. do a whole lot more, but it's a wonderful opportunity and service. And sometimes I don't even like equate it to a job per se. It's mm-hmm. something that I like to do. So, Love that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Everybody should be walking in their passion. Yeah. So that's number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Five things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Five things. I mean, uh, being a woman. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal, and I think I think, so. I think I'm coming into that realization and mm-hmm. um, growing at it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it hasn't always been something that I've been ap- appreciate as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, um, being a woman is pretty fantastic, um, and then sharing information with other people, which encompasses part of the uh, the midwife part. But mm-hmm. being able to do that is is key. Well, I love the Patriots. So I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm just going to cringe Sorry. in my seat. I'm completely like, eh, I don't care. Like, should here. I have told you off air first? Or? <laughs> I'm not that attached to the football scene, so uh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not a crazy diehard fan, but, like, I support my team yeah i support them even yeah. though they lost the super bowl i respect the eagles for their win mm-hmm. um but those will always be my boys yeah uh let's plus see. it's not like you haven't won like five million times already, so. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what upsets everybody yeah. <laughs> um so hmm oh and i'm a poet um <gasps> yeah oh, <that's> so, <laughs> so um Love it's, it. Okay, yeah. I have to tell you something when we're done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't um, write as much as I used to mm-hmm. um, or perform as much as I used to, which that's something I guess I'll revisit this year. Mm-hmm. But um, especially during my undergrad experience and, you know, when I did some graduate work, I was more heavily into that. So mm-hmm. definitely something that I'm proud of um, and should probably get back into Love before it. I lose that gift. Yeah. <laughs> it. It's yours. You have I feel it. like that's yeah. like riding a bike. You, you know, uh, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, out of the gate, like for a long time, even, you no, know, I was not a birth worker yet, but I just was under the assumption 
that when we're going for like our regular checkups, our regular vaginal exams, our cervical exams, that we only see doctors. Mm-hmm. So really, do only doctors care for women's vaginas? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are plenty of people who you can go to on a regular basis for what we call well woman care or mm-hmm. vagina checkups. <laughs> um, so one being, I'll, I'll talk about myself first, so certified nurse midwife or even licensed professional midwife. Um, anyone who has a certification um, to do like a pap smear, who has gone to some schooling, they can help you out. Um, uh, midwives will give you care across the lifespan so Mm. from what we call menarche which is your periods beginning to menopause and beyond we can mm -hmm, we can see you Mm -hmm. if you have any issue come on and see us sometimes we get stumped yeah but uh you know we we support each other so right Mm -hmm. we hopefully you have a supportive network as a provider to you know run things by people Mm -hmm. also your women's health nurse practitioners honestly that's who i see for my checkups mm-hmm. mm. so um they're very well versed in vaginas and gyneco- gynecological <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a hard word <laughs> i was like wait a second i'm missing a part but gynecological um you know difficulties or even just the straightforward mm-hmm. just routine pap or uh, procedures you can see them mm-hmm. um i'm sure there are physicians assistants as well that you could see so you have you have a mm-hmm. wide variety of options that's, that's awesome. awesome you're not limited and oh so i just have to say this because this is something that's like pressing on my heart bring it out (laughs) if you do not like your provider or you don't vibe with them i shouldn't even say like but like you don't vibe with Mm -hmm. them you feel uncomfortable why would you take your panties off for somebody you're not comfortable with (laughs) say it louder for the people in the back choose someone else and you know and if you've gone to someone before and you only went because you had to go and you know you didn't like it you do not have to go back to that person i'll share my personal story um which it wasn't it's not really a story but in reflecting on these things Mm -hmm. i um when i was growing up i had a pediatrician he gave me the creeps Mm. you know he just gave me the creeps Mm -hmm. but i went to see him because this is where my mom told me i needed to be um but i just think about that situation nothing you know nothing ever was you know coming out of that but Mm -hmm. it just it's just something that's in my head like this is not somebody i would want to see and so when i was able to make my decision or when i was going to get like my first pap smear Mm -hmm. i said mom okay i want to go see a woman and um, this is my preference and then like i you know i i stayed with her for quite some time Mm -hmm. so i was happy with who she was and you know conversation how old were you when you made that decision uh i think it was i think i got my first pap at 18 yeah Mm -hmm. so you know and it wasn't a oh come in for your pap it was like i want to go i don't know what i need to do this yes (laughs) in your head yeah yeah Yeah. you know it was it was in my mind that it needed to get done um and you know I like the guidelines now that we start at 21, Mm -hmm. but that's a whole other thing. So that's that's just my spiel. If you don't like your provider or you're not vibing with them, they're not communicating with you. You're not getting the answers you need. You are not limited to who you are seeing. You can see other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That also applies to labor and birth and pregnancy. (laughs) Yes. A whole nother podcast. Yeah. I love it. So I know that midwives have a different philosophy of care Mm -hmm. than mainstream medical doctors. Mm -hmm. But how might that approach be different 
when we're doing well women care? I know it's different for pregnancy, labor, or birth, and things like that, but what about right. well women care? How might that differ? It's still, I would say it's still focusing on the physiological process of what your body is going to naturally do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and explaining those things too in a way that the person that you're seeing understands, the patient understands. Um, I get a lot of, and, and this may be personal preference, but a, a lot of feedback that you're more down to earth or you you mm. have effectively communicated. But I know plenty of physicians who still explain and describe and, you know, discuss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way midwives do. So um, the approach is, is the same as it were to be with uh, birth. You know, mm-hmm. still, still realizing that there is a clinical side, but yes. there's also a physio- you know, physiological side that we sometimes, you know, forget or overlook. Like, oh, your body is doing these things to help get rid of toxins or to indicate that maybe there's an infection or right. there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like what it's supposed to do to let you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. something's not right. Yeah. So, um, and if we pay attention to these clues and put all the pieces together, we mm-hmm. can give you maybe a synopsis of what's going on. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I mean, clinically, we we get similar training. We're not in school as, as, as for as long mm-hmm. as a physician is, but we do get quite extensive training right so well, i mean physicians go to school and they're learning about you know heart stuff and surgery yeah, yeah. and bones mm-hmm. and blood so it's like i mean it's kind of unless they're going to take it and how do we connect all those pieces together which mm-hmm. sometimes i don't think they really do yeah. <laughs> um then i you know i would you know it's my personal preference is trusting a midwife who does have specific uh training and mm-hmm. all about this part and how it can relate to other parts mm-hmm. of the body and what's going on in your life yeah outside of that too mm-hmm. So, Ayana, you call your um, platform the Vagina Chronicles. Yes. And one of the things I know that you hope to do is to dispel myths mm-hmm. about vaginas. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ones or the myths that you frequently encounter from people or things that you just think people have the wrong idea about? Oh, so the top, mm-hmm. not even myth, but the top misunderstanding or um, lack of knowledge that I see mm-hmm. is like, what it looks like and what it is downstairs or mm-hmm. in the vagina. So I will have full-grown women mm-hmm. who have had their vagina for years, <laughs> you know, and whatever relationship you have with your vagina, that's yours. But at the same time, you had a full-blown baby come out of it, and the like the, the, the common, I think, belief is, like, you pee and you have a baby from the same place. Mm. that is one of the and it i have sometimes i have to stop myself from laughing no shame yeah. just be it's just no it's not physiologically <laughs> possible no but um it, it, and you know i can't fault anybody for like you know not taking mirror down there because you have to do what's comfortable for you yeah but um a lot of times it's they don't know what's there you know where you pee from where the baby comes from where you Go number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the biggest, I w- like I, I would say, lack of knowledge. Uh, not necessarily myth, but a lack of knowledge comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, there's uh, myths or I, I feel like more it's more so lack of understanding or where you need to be. So 
you know, even when it comes down to like things like your pap smears, you know, like I told you, I went when I was 18. I don't think I was prompted to go. I just went. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're changing our guidelines. They're always going to change. There's governing mm-hmm. bodies who are going to suggest and recommend uh, when the timing should be done, why we're doing this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, I, I have women who do come in every year for a pap smear and I'm like, well, if you're clear last year, you don't have to come back. Yeah. Because what are the new guidelines? So it used um, to be annual exam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think the year is kind of, um, tripping me out here, but I think it's either 2013 or 2015. Not sure. Uh-huh. But, um, somewhere around there, I want to say maybe 2013, Early, early teens, 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the guideline right now is if a woman is under the age of 30, she's going to get her pap smear every three years starting at the age of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's normal, every three years you come back for a pap smear. Hey, less invasive procedures. Right. That's three times. That's, <laughs> three, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, if it's abnormal, that changes. It depends on how what, what kind of abnormalities you'll have there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that will change, you know, maybe your frequency of pap smears. But um, if you're normal, every three years. Mm-hmm. After the age of 30, it's every five years as long as you are normal normal mm-hmm. so awesome. so that's the basics of it so you don't have to come to us every year mm-hmm. we don't, i don't want to put a speculum in you <laughs> every you know every I don't year have a speculum in me. exactly <laughs> you know yeah. um but you know for some people i think maybe it gives them a sense of comfort mm-hmm. for whatever reason yeah. and so if that's how you're feeling i will let you know what it is the guidelines are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that it's okay um, but if that's what you're feeling, then we can talk about that too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So you said people don't really know what their bodies look like, mm-hmm. how that anatomy all works. Mm-hmm. We should post a picture. I know. But not like, <laughs> we'll post a picture. Just, just I, I have it. one in mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vagina. It's, <laughs> she needs to have really, I mean, like more than half time, the world has one, you I know? Mean, <laughs> she had a hard time last, last week with our flower as our cover photo. So oh. it's, it's okay. Does it make you know, why does it make you nervous? Ooh. I... Am comfortable with my body. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I am comfortable with my body. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. What I struggle with is people's perception of me. Mm-hmm. So me yeah. talking publicly about my vagina. Me. Um, I heard. I right. listened to the podcast. Okay, you so had a moment. I, li- I, did. I loved it. I, I loved did. it. Yeah. it sounded like a coming to myself moment. Yeah, you know, it was. Wow. It was. So, yeah, uh, us putting up a picture of a vagina um, <laughs> because it's a public space. Uh-huh. In a private space, You're okay. girl, we could spread them right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have a problem. We can run around naked. We could go jump on the bed, ask my mom. But in in public, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I will be rejected by mm-hmm. people or they, I will be judged or... I might lose out on some opportunity either in the business world or mm. in my personal life dating, yeah. you know. But what if what if it actually propels you further than you think? It, what it, if it could. what if it opens these doors that you just didn't yeah. even know were there? Yeah. And furthermore, whoever your partner is, they have to like know and accept you for <laughs> Well, not that it's not that I have a no, vagina, no, no. but it's like you're talking yeah, about it, it in public, yeah. and you're mm-hmm. giving that's 
that's private. Some mm-hmm. people feel like, and like I said last episode, mm-hmm. that that's a private thing amongst two people, mm-hmm. not amongst the public. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where my struggle comes in. But if you put a picture of uh, a drawing yes, that's of a I vagina, I not an like, she about to be she about to be <laughs> reported. <laughs> Of course, we can take it down. <laughs> You're yes, like, wait, that, what? That's more, and not even. Mm. I mean, there's like some that are like very artistic, and yes. beautiful with like anyway, starry skies. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen. I maybe have one saved. Okay. So we'll see. It, I wasn't talking about a literal vagina. Like, <laughs> yeah. About to be kicked off of YouTube. Off of, about to be blocked. People about to block us and not follow us no more. Okay. You know, like, cause I a lot of times I'm scrolling with my kids, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like, whoop, what'd mm-hmm. you just see? And yeah. I don't think they would know what they would see. And like, mm-hmm. well, what's that funny looking yeah. thing? Yeah. You know, because. It, if my kids see me naked, mm-hmm. they only see my labia. They're mm-hmm. not seeing me spread Everything, eagle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, okay. But, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Understood. I got hot. So, again, it's not at all being uncomfortable with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Right. It's being mm-hmm. uncomfortable with how do people perceive me right. being open in this way. But I like the way that you guys are phrasing it and looking at the glass half full where mm-hmm. I'm looking at it half empty like some opportunities might be taken mm-hmm. but maybe those weren't the opportunities for me mm-hmm. and the opportunities that come from me being candid and vulnerable those are the opportunities that I want yeah so so is it fact or fiction is the vagina self-cleaning kind of like an oven um or yeah Tell us a little bit about that, and then we can talk about how, you know, there's tons of cleaning products on oh. the market for douching and smells and, like, to make you feel, you know, fresh mm-hmm. or, like, rain. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yes. So, uh, the the vagina does have wonder, wonderful bacteria that helps to clean out in a way. Um, or I should say balance, you know, mm-hmm. keep you balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you see these commercials like pH balance, blah, blah, blah. But your body does this already. Mm-hmm. When you introduce things, whether it be whatever you eat mm-hmm. um, or take say in. That. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, because sugary content. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeast loves. That's how, how yeah. we get yeast infections. Yeast loves sugar. So it's going to grow in that environment. I've, I've had plenty of women who come in and. Well, not plenty, but I've had a few who have made some significant uh, dietary changes mm-hmm. and like they've had recurrent yeast infections. And when they cut out sugar, mm-hmm. they notice a, an extreme um, reduction in the number of yeast infections they have. Mm. Um, and, and just overall, I mean, sugar is mm-hmm. a whole other topic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so it is uh, um, on a level self-cleaning when we introduce, uh, so like whether we, you know, what we what we say is PO by mouth, mm-hmm. or if you're inserting something vaginally, um, that can also disturb the balance that is there, the mm. the extreme balance that's mm-hmm. there. Um, and so, if we're doing this to cover up or to fix something that was going awry, mm-hmm. it's a little difficult. It's like you know, sometimes we don't want to give you pain medication because we don't want to mask the pain. We want to know where it's coming from, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. the same thing, like if you're if you're ha- having like a smell, I know that's something we'll probably talk about in a little bit too. But if you're having a smell or something that's you know bothering you. But you take something to get rid of it and not necessarily address the problem. You could mm-hmm. be masking that some, something mm-hmm. that could be, you know, more detrimental as time goes on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just yeah. want to be careful with that. Um, I went to a conference um, maybe two, one or two years ago. 
And I love what this woman said. This has to do with shaming. And Mm -hmm. she's like, there's hair for a reason. You take it away. And, you know, can you imagine? Like, hair is actually protective. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's kind of like skin is also a protective barrier. Hair is also a protective barrier. I support you whatever measure you want to do to, you know, aesthetically make yourself feel better. However, it also is there for a reason. You take off everything, you're going to expose yourself to more complications yes. <laughs> yeah. no, like what 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 yeah. kind of complications so I, well discuss. well for one i mean i think it, it has a protective value infection wise you know mm-hmm. um and so you just you just want to be mindful you know like it's there for a reason like don't take it all away if yeah. you can avoid uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and um it, it, again it's your choice but there's a there's a level of again the, that balance we're we're not fragile but there is this little kind of like seesaw game we have to play with mm-hmm. our bodies mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense so um so yeah I think that's yeah what I wanted to say on that yeah <laughs> wow that's that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. and again like oh I'm just gonna jump oh, to the next question mm-hmm. this one down below so you know just like you said if we if there's pain we want to know where that pain is coming from. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about like the smells and things that are normal. And then Mm -hmm. does that also give us more information about what might be going on with our body as well? For Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. So um, I'm not going to say you shouldn't have some kind of vaginal odor. Uh Um, Usually what we will we'll ask you, especially if you come in for some kind of what we call gyne problem or issue. um, Is there any odor? Um, Are there, is there any abnormal discharge or abnormal bleeding? Mm -hmm. So you, it is imperative that women get to know their bodies, or I should say individuals with a vagina. Right. Should get yeah. to know <laughs> yes. their their bodies. You know, you need to know what your cycle looks like. This is hard when you first start out because it's all over the place and it's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your late teens to late 20s kind of like really get to know what you should expect like mm-hmm. i know there i love it when women come in i am this girl and my period starts every 28th day of the month mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i can expect it uh between you know 25 and 29 days something like that right. so right um get to know your body first of all so that you know when it's veering off for from the norm yeah so you know uh, going back to the discharge or or smell so if something smells horrible to you mm-hmm. and this is not your norm and you've never had this before yeah ding 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 you right. know this should be a flag to say hey maybe i should you know find out what's going on mm-hmm. um you can do a little you know trial at home with like again foods that kind of thing mm-hmm. but you never we don't want to wait too long um you have to remember we're not like men, so yeah. or individuals with a penis. So <laughs> everything for them, you know, for the most part is external. They're going to see mm-hmm, every time yeah. they go to the bathroom, you know, have their clothes off. They see right away. Yeah. For us, we have like a little pocket. And yeah. so unless you're in there every day, all day, mm-hmm. you, sometimes you might have a bump that you don't even know about or has mm-hmm. been there for a little while. Um, or, you know, if you're not getting in there to clean enough, you might not even see like that maybe the discharge color has changed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be really pay attention to what your body is saying to you. Yeah. So, you know, again, if you're if you're noticing a smell and it smells off to you, mm-hmm. come in, we'll check it out, see what's going on. Could indicate 
indicate there's an infection or maybe there's just some kind of irregularity going on mm-hmm. and we just need to fi- figure out what that is and balance it out mm-hmm. um the bleeding part is essential too um we have periods and over time you know not everyone is exactly the same right but we again you should know how your cycles work um you should be having a monthly cycle if not, that's something we need to address too. Mm-hmm. What what is a re- there could be any a, a plethora of reasons as to why you're not having a monthly cycle. So we need to de- you know determine what why you're not having that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're excessively bleeding, again that too something is needs to be addressed. Um, mm-hmm. So these are all kind of you know our body gives us help. Yes, you know yeah, it tells us. Yeah, so we just have to pay attention to that. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some safe and healthy ways to clean our vagina? Like, so do we, I mean, we maybe not want to get into all of the products that are out there or do mm-hmm. douching or things like that, but what should we be doing to keep ourselves clean? Warm, soapy water. A mild, yeah, mild soap. Um, y- yes. So um, it starts with what we eat. Yeah. So yeah. Um, at least I believe that. It does. Um, it's true. And... You know, I am not the best sometimes no. <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, yeah. you know, life, life we're happens. Just yeah. <laughs> and yesterday. I was talking to her about it when you just were in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we put things in there that we know we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just we did just talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it starts with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we need water. We need right. the good foods. We need to probably reduce our sugar content, mm-hmm. you know, um, and all those things help with good vaginal health mm-hmm. um you know and utis i include that even though it's kidney that's you know we if we drink a good amount of water mm-hmm. not dehydrating ourselves uh, again reduction of the sugar intake that mm-hmm. that helps helps mm-hmm. as well that starts with there um and then i mean if you have no major problems i feel like you know warm soapy water when you go to wash mm-hmm. is just fine like mm-hmm. i said um you know, the hair that's there is designed for a purpose. It's a barrier protecting yeah. us. So, right, right. so um, you know, do what you need to do, uh-huh. but remember that in the back of your mind. Yes. Um, and if, if you do have an infection, that's when we talk about maybe something that needs to go in there. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of different products out on the market, um, and I feel like, there's an older generation of thought, especially with like douching, like that needs to be done. But that actually changes the pH it in does. the vagina yes. and can allow for a space where you can grow more bacteria that you didn't want in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And take out, I mean, you're taking out the good bacteria. Because your body's too. trying to balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 So it, be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to tell anyone what to do with their life. And, and their vagina. You know, exactly. <laughs> right. Like this is, that's, that's yours. You decide. But at, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. um, you need to be cautious too, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that yeah. would, what you were just saying about cleaning kind of reminded me of another question mm-hmm. that I've been hearing. I've not done any research on, mm-hmm. but just hearing little whisperings about from different locations. So what about the products we use for periods? Like the mainstream products oh. you can purchase, like pads, certain pads and tampons, mm-hmm. especially ones that have been treated with bleach and chemicals mm-hmm. like that to create, you know, a drier period or like smell absorbent yeah. or whatever. Like how or if does that also affect our pH mm-hmm. and are there alternatives? I mean, I know there's some, but mm-hmm. what, are there any alternatives mm-hmm. for how that works and how it can affect our periods? Right. Um, so, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So the products that we use, which uh, I'll put it out there, I've used for a long time. Actually, and I'll be very open with you guys. I didn't start using tampons probably until later on, Uh like mm, maybe within the last five years, Uh five or six years. Um, I was always like, you know, having pad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But these materials, where are they coming from? What's right. in them? There yeah. are chemicals that are in there, yeah. especially when you come down to like the odor, um, like odor absorbing or mm-hmm. fragrance. You know, even mm-hmm. even some of the fragrance free products are can be very harmful to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some lines out now that um, I think Lola is one. Mm-hmm. Not to mm-hmm. name drop, but yeah. <laughs> um, we will take a sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> we have to link it below some because I've been thinking in the back of my mind. I want to start using all cotton. Um, and there's also those underwear. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Underwear. I had a friend who <laughs> I actually put it on my Instagram stories. She purchased them. And so I put it on the stories and then I asked like how many, you know, did a little survey. How many of you have, would ever use it? And then how many of you who have used it loved it? And I got like pretty much all positive responses from the people who actually did use it. Uh-huh. But it was kind of 50-50 like. It was like half the people would use it and then half the people would not. Yeah. Um, and you have to think about your cycle. You know how your cycle is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, some people may have a heavier first or second day. Some people may have a heavier middle. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we all kind of taper off towards the end. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. Everybody's a little bit different. So yeah. um, how does that work? Wearing, you know, wearing underwear that you yeah, have. Absorbs. Yeah, absorbs yeah. Your, your flow. You have to know. And it tells you how much on the box really and truly um it sounds it's gonna sound like baffling but the amount of blood that we actually like comes out of our body when we have a period is not that much mm-hmm. it may yeah. feel like you feel like you are bleeding and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know but it's really not um not as much as i think we, we make it out to be in our minds mm-hmm. um however you know because of our societal standards, right. you know, we, we don't, we're, it, we live in fear of like accidents yes. or, yes. you know, what happens if this happens? Right. So, so, um, but there are products out there, um, that are, I, I can't say completely chemical free cause I, I would need to look right. into that, right. but have maybe less chemicals or hopefully no chemicals at all. Mm-hmm. And you have like your diva cup, which. I have not explored. I think I'm not brave enough yet to either. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like 40 plus now on the market. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, do you have a longer cervix? Is your cervix, you know, does it come yeah. all the way anterior? Yeah. Like, is it wider? Mm-hmm. And these cups are, you, you know, are, and then are you using it right? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot for a lot of different. I've done a little bit of research on that and mm-hmm. I've tried a cup and mm-hmm. it, I don't, I feel like I need to revisit it because I'm yeah. not sure if I was doing it right. Um, or if I need to experience another brand. Or is it leaking? It didn't seem like it was leaking. Yeah. But then I also, it was also the season of my life where I was doing a lot of yoga and trying to do this while I was doing it. Like, did it get loose? Did I not put it in right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think we need to explore that in our podcast. Um, Is it really designed for someone who's going to be that active? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's, that tampons are the thing. Like, oh, like you can go swimming with your, or Uh horseback riding. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that was like the huge thing. And I'm like, who in our class? actually horseback right <laughs> on a regular this is like ele- you know elementary high school you're yeah, like yeah. Well, we're not going horseback exactly. riding you know yeah. 
Um, at least not regularly. <laughs> right, right. So, so you can probably schedule that in yeah. period. Yeah. Now that we're discussing periods, mm-hmm. I have a question. Sure. Is it safe to have sex during your period? Because I know some people oh. do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, they, they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. So let's do, is that could be a myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it in terms of a clinical standpoint, there's not really a reason why you can't have intercourse or have sex while you are on your cycle. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, but I think it it boils down to belief system and mm-hmm. comfort your your comfort of level. Course, of you course. know. So, um, you know, and I, if you go back, and this is kind of where my belief system stems from. If you go back biblically, like the women literally were separated from right, men when they right. were on their side. Yeah, Red yeah. Red 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 a good book. Oh. <laughs> 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 we talked, sorry, sidebar, we talked about actually hosting red tents oh i mean it wouldn't be of course around the cycle but it would be that state that space for me to come relax yeah. to piece together bond and yeah. anyway so i fun. like that okay yeah. we'll have Let's to talk about that after <laughs> um so so yeah um it it boils down to your belief system and yeah. so you know if you're not comfortable again I mean, in life, you shouldn't do things that you're not comfortable exactly. doing. Exactly. But, I mean, if I can plant the seed for somebody to maybe think about it a little bit more, and that's something mm-hmm. they choose to do, then, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there's no no reason. And it actually, from what I remember, um, because of all the um, the activity that does go on during intercourse, mm-hmm. you might actually feel more of a sense of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might cramps. bleed more. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so you know, something to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the question was for those who are comfortable, because obviously mm-hmm. you have to be comfortable, and your partner right. has to exactly. be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But thinking, if that was something that you wanted to explore, but you're not doing it because you're afraid of that you're going to get an infection, or right. that something's going right. to happen, mm-hmm. or what? <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. or whatever. That you know now. You know, it's out there. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, again, uh, going back to like the foundations of it or the scientific part, um, this is your uterine lining mm-hmm. literally just kind of just always oh, sloppy, yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just coming off um, because there's no implantation of a fetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, our hormones need to be balanced enough so that when it comes time for that, that happens. That's that's why I say if you're not having a cycle, we need to look into what's mm-hmm. happening. You know, right. is there mm-hmm. another yeah. issue? You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, that was a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I know that it feels like in so many areas in healthcare there are disparities um, through ages and through um, ethnic background. Mm-hmm. Are there any? specific to vaginal health to cycles to women's health um that you know of that come to mind outside of birth disparities which we're not going to talk about right now (laughs) that'll be an even longer podcast (laughs) i'm okay with it yeah Um, we'll have to have you back (laughs) so um in terms of um well women care yeah Mm -hmm. i think again it's your upbringing Mm -hmm. um how how we practice caring for our bodies makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. Um, and I don't know this to be true for myself and what I've seen, but, you know, I 
I would hear of maybe some cultures, they're maybe maybe not as um, practicing something that's as hygienic as mm-hmm. what we should be. So, right. for example, wiping front to back. That's a basic, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and there um, some people may not practice that the correct way mm-hmm. or, you know, not I'm not saying that they go back to front literally, right, but, but they may not be practicing front to back, which is essential for a woman. Yeah. You know, um, again, bacteria is a funny thing. They like to travel. They like they mm-hmm. like to grow in abundance if mm-hmm. you let them. So mm-hmm. you have to be really care- careful about that. Um, there's nothing I, uh, there might be something that I'm not aware of, but. In terms of care, yeah. to me, a vagina is a vagina is a vagina. Right. Well, especially in our in the United States. Yes. And that's where we're based. I know we mm-hmm. have some listeners not mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, I mean, there's a practice of um, of clearal cutting and things like that. Oh, but, yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's not necessarily specific to the audience that we're, or to what your practice mm-hmm. is, because you mm-hmm. don't see that. Not regularly. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah, but okay, wow. Well, those are things to be mindful as a provider and as somebody caring for patients. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you go into a situation, I might see, you know, in a chart, oh, they're here for this. Mm. But I, you have to take that down because half the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when I was yeah. younger too, I would go in for, oh, I need, I have a cough. Mm-hmm. But really, it was something that was vaginal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you yeah. know, p- people's comfort level. Um, and of course, if you're coming to a specialist in OB or in in, in gyne, yeah. um, you're usually going to have to say, oh, I'm coming in for this. But I kind of take down the that wall that says you're coming in for bleeding and I just listen to what you have to tell me. Yes. And then <laughs> pause. Everybody, do you hear what she's saying? <laughs> okay. Your provider should see you for you and hear you for what you're saying. Yes. Not because of your chart. Right. Not because of an association or an right. assumption that right. they have. It is so important to feel seen and heard by your provider. Mm-hmm. Please continue. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it, I, I mean, I feel like it is. Because uh, if no one's listening to what you have to say. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yes. Um, problems will never get a, get addressed. But mm-hmm. um, you have to take down that, that wall of what you think yeah. is going on. I mean, you see something and automatically, I think for a lot of us, our brains start churning to say, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do this, this, and this. Right, um, right. And I need to be prepared for this. But sometimes when you listen to them, either maybe the problem's a lot less or maybe it's a lot more right, <laughs> right. than what, you know, what's just written there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. something to keep in mind. Yeah, super strong word. Mm-hmm. We just have a couple more questions sure. before we finish up with our interview. But Kegels, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you should do your kegels. Do your kegels at the stoplight. Do your kegels when you're, you know, <laughs> cooking. Do them at the sink. And what, number one, what is a kegel? Because some people might not know what a kegel is. And how frequently should we be doing them? Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of education that says you should do kegels during your pregnancy to prepare for your birth, to prevent mm-hmm. tearing, mm-hmm. to help your, you know, your pelvic floor relax mm-hmm. more. Um, I don't know. Anything kegels that you feel like that would be official, um, that you would feel would be beneficial to offer? Right. So I think we should be doing kegels from an earlier age than what we're, you know, I think like the 20s is maybe when you become more aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you hear about it or I mean, it depends on where you you come from, because some places, you know, maybe you hear about it earlier on, which would be lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, But the pelvic floor is a muscle and um, just like any other muscle, it needs to be used yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we tend not to use it as much um 
or make maybe as as much in depth mm-hmm. at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it is important, and um, that relates to some of the conditions that we have later on in life. Mm-hmm. And we kind of normalize like incontinence or not being able to like hold in your pee or kind of like what we call like dribbling or mm-hmm. like you know urinating when you're not supposed to be urinating. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of we we kind of brush it to the side and say oh that's normal you oh you've had you know this many kids kids, so that's normal but i think really and truly if we start at an earlier age with the practice of training our muscles it will give us better support over the lifetime Mm. um and so i know there's maybe some conflicting evidence with in terms of pregnancy and then um will this really help you in labor right um, but I think overall, long term, if you're yeah. looking at good um, uh, vaginal health and like maybe pelvic support, uh-huh. you're doing the practicing the kegels is actually a good idea. Mm-hmm. And there's di- different ways you can do this. Um, there's actually some stuff out on the market. And here we go with putting stuff in our vaginas. Yeah. However, <laughs> yes. I guess there's a time and a place for everything. Right. Um, yes. uh, but there's there's various uh, various um, tools that you can use to kind of help out. And if you don't have the resources or you don't feel comfortable, you can always just practice. It's kind of like the description is like when you're having to kind of hold your pee mm-hmm. and maybe even a little bit lower, mm-hmm. um, that sensation. And what I've learned is you, we should be doing this daily. Do we do this? Not really. No, yeah. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> She's practicing <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> so yeah. And then, if, and then, if, you know, you do this so, so often that over time you don't make the faces anymore because right. you're just like, I'm giggling and you don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when you do the self kegel without the uh, like jade eggs uh-huh. or you know the, the tools, mm-hmm. um, how off how many reps and how long should you hold? Mm-hmm. So um, when I was a student, I followed um, an NP who dealt with mainly like urology, the mm-hmm. urology component. And I remember her saying something along the lines of like, and this is for corrective measures, but mm-hmm. still on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you should be doing them um, daily. So if you're at a, a sit down desk job, um, you can practice over the course of an hour. Maybe you do like five little pulses, you know, a few seconds apart mm-hmm. and then relax for a little bit and then maybe hold for just a few seconds mm-hmm. and then relax a bit. So same concept as like a bicep curl. Mm-hmm. You do those reps, right? you know, and yeah. then you can change it up and you can maybe go slower, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so getting into some kind of rhythm or pattern or rep repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know like two specific details about exactly how many you should be doing every single day but i think when you think of it you know and we need to start reminding ourselves more right we should practice that yeah you know yeah i love it thank you for that no problem and then lastly tell us what do you wish women would know or believe about their vaginas it's not a scary place (laughs) you know like this is this is part of who we are it's not i mean it's vagina chronicles is what it is but that doesn't mean like i'm a walking vagina you know (laughs) but i mean it's not something to be fearful of yes you know Mm -hmm. not something to be ashamed of you have a vagina for a reason Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's a very powerful reason Mm -hmm. and so accepting that and realizing that 
it's a part of who you are and that's okay yeah that's what i want the takeaway message to be Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be afraid and then furthermore you shouldn't be letting people who you don't feel comfortable with touch it (laughs) (laughs) speaking up you know you know so um something to be treasured Mm -hmm. something not to be afraid of um and something that's it's a wonderful fascination Mm -hmm. yeah that's the take home message Thank you so Celebrate much. Celebrate your vagina. Celebrate your vagina. <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I'm glad to hear it. I'm super glad to hear it. Welcome to the Queen Scene. The Queen Scene. Queen Scene. So today, Janisha, tell us about your queen scene pick. Okay, so I've had this beautiful, amazing queen on my um, radar for many weeks. I just was waiting for the right time to Mm -hmm. introduce her. Um, But my queen scene pick is a friend from high school named Erica Brewster. She is a phenomenal woman, a mom of two. And I've always admired her and her sister, Jamie, who we recently lost um, mm. to a battle of cervical cancer oh, wow. um, just this year, a few months ago. Her and her sister have always been people that I admired. Yes. And Erica specifically because she's been having this hashtag be encouraged. Mm. Uh, Brewster says be encouraged for years. Really? Um every day she's posting positive messages on how to think how to love yourself Mm -hmm. how to be encouraged and so i followed her you know obviously because we're friends from high school but the amount of love that she just pours out onto other women onto onto the community is phenomenal and much to be admired but recently she actually came out with a book Wow. Um, And it is on Amazon and it's called E. Brewster Says Be Encouraged, 31 Days of Encouragement. And that came out January 28th. So I haven't purchased it yet. I need to. So I'm going to do that probably when this is over. But it's $8.99. And uh, I'm sure if it's anything like her posts that she makes daily on social media. And this is just going to infuse you with love and support which is what she's all about. And something else that I really admired about her, she battled with infertility for 12 years. Mm. And, you know, I watched her um, life play out in front of us on social media Mm -hmm. and then finding out that she was pregnant. And I think how it happened was right before she was going to go in to get that IVF treatment, Uh the day they went into the doctor, they found out they were pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And... Even now, thinking about that story, because yeah. I worked with her sister and mm-hmm. I talked to her and I and, and I was like, tell me about Erica. You know, I was talking to Jamie and she's like, she finally got pregnant. And she told me that. And even now, still, mm-hmm. you know, you makes see. me feel something because to see somebody that you grew up with and to have my own children and, and know how much love that she probably wanted to give t- to her family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like such a testimony of her strength that she went through that and then got pregnant again. Oh. And so she has a girl and a boy. Oh, praise be to God. That's and so, awesome. Let me calm down. It's okay. 
I've been really wanting to highlight her for a long time um, because she is such an amazing woman. And Erica, if you don't know how amazing you are, I'm sure that you do. I'm sure that you have your doubts. I'm sure that you have your moments. And I'm sure that sometimes you feel alone, especially now that your sister is gone. But you are all of our sister Mm -hmm. and you are all we we all love you and we all support you. And so go get her book. Be encouraged be loved and and be you of course that's my thing be you um but she's a phenomenal woman who deserves to be celebrated she deserves a platform she also has t-shirts that that she sells that are called be encouraged um so i'm not sure where to find those but i'll link it all below so i'm gonna go get my book and my t-shirt that's right and i'm gonna go be encouraged love you erica um your family is beautiful and i know that as you continue to do God's work, the doors will continue to open That's and you right. will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we love you too, Jamie. I was always encouraged by Jamie as well because she was just a light of positivity mm-hmm. and the good things that they had to say about Jamie during her funeral. Mm. I don't think would even parallel a woman who would have lived three times her age. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, she was also a phenomenal woman. So I'm giving a queen scene shout out to Erica Brewster. And Jamie Grant, even though Jamie's in heaven now, you're still encouraging us by the amazing mm-hmm. life that you lived and yes. the example that you set of how to be phenomenal. So that's it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to check out her book. I, I even follow her on Instagram. Yes. So you already got one more follower just by sitting at the table <laughs> and sharing. What a phenomenal story. Yeah. What a phenomenal story. That's not even half of the story. I mean, I could talk longer. I'm, I'm, I don't doubt it. I yeah. don't doubt it at all. That just sounds amazing and it just blows my mind how resilient we are how if we just keep keep at it we keep trying we keep working and keep focusing on the goal at hand um all of those experiences can help us to encourage other people as well and so it's like none of the struggle is for not right none of it's for not it's for you to become your best self and Mm -hmm. then through you being your best self other people that's right will get on board too and they'll be encouraged to move forward with what they should do for themselves that's right you know and it's like a ripple effect it is it really is yeah. thank you for sharing of course so beautiful so my queen scene shout out is to la rosa midwifery it's actually for alicia hubble she is another midwife in our area and we are going to be so privileged to talk to her on our next episode next week and share that with you, of course. But she is at, you can find her at larosamidwifery.com. And she is a certified professional midwife. And we'll be talking more about the differences between our guest from today, a nurse midwife, and a professional midwife. And what that looks like and how they practice differently. She is new-ish to our area. She's been here for about a year and a half. And really has a passion to help and work with families of color. She is super disheartened about the disparities in the community, the disparities in our nation, and is really not just working as a midwife to help this one family at a time. But the thing that I, the way that I met her was through um, a collective of birth workers who are all colored and who want to serve families of color. And her passion is to create community. She says she's committed to offering quality prenatal labor, birth, postpartum, and well women care. Um, and she really, really believes that women are also freaking amazing, not unlike us. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot. Right. Just toot, 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 toot
but that they have strong power. And then when we come together, when we come together, we can be a force in our communities. I love it. One of the things that she does is in order to kind of make her presence known in the community, in order to make connections and create community, is she has a bi-monthly walk in um, at the natural, the botanical gardens in Riverside. And she just encourages people to come. You don't have to RSVP. You just show up and you walk and talk. And you can either, you'll see moms who have new babies, who have a little bit older kids. Um, you'll see pregnant people there trying to get more information. And then the mom sharing with those pregnant people what their experience is. It's like a, a, a support group on foot. Nice. And I love it because you get out in nature. You get, and right now it's spring where we live. And so the flowers are blooming. The foliage is coming in. So you, in the botanical gardens, you get to see the season really kind of come into bloom. Um, and then you get some exercise. This particular botanical garden has lots of hills. Yes, um, and it's like it's and it's like you get like I think it's like a mile walk. Mm-hmm. And what better way to create those three things: nature, exercise, and community. Yes. And then oh, a fourth thing you get to learn about midwifery care. Mm-hmm. You get to talk to moms who've already had midwifery care. Um, you get to know what that might look like for you. You kind of interview the midwife a little bit. So I know that she's wanting to grow that, and that is the first and third Wednesday of the month. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But we're really excited to talk to Alicia next week. And we can't wait to share that with you too, as we talk to her about not just alternative vaginal health care, but also womb wellness as well. And what that looks like in an alternative way than we talked about today. So super excited. Awesome. This is such an amazing episode. Yes. So contact us, let us know what you think about this episode we are on instagram at the queen team podcast send us an email at the queen team podcast at gmail.com because we want to hear from you so thank you ladies for joining us today and we'll see you next week see you next week bye cuties bye cuties 